Good afternoon, Los Angeles and all of Southern California. I'm Farley Malaris, and you're listening to Astrological Metaphysical Radio, the phenomenon of the 80s. On KFOX 93.5 FM, your talk alternative. Smile, sweet freedom, shine your light on me. And special thanks to Michael McDonald for his theme to Running Scared, use of part of the theme music here on KFOX, the Astrology Hour. And also thanks to Mannheim Steamroller for the use of their song, The Good King Wenselis, during the planetary news report. See, because we care. Isn't that nice? All right, welcome to the Astrology Hour on KFOX. And today's topic is called The End of Karma. When we come to that point in our lives, that path in our lives, when a chapter is closed, and when we are greeted with either the termination papers, the final rejection, the dismissals, the eviction notice, or whatever, something tells us this part of our life ain't going to be here no more, and that is called the end of karma. And we're going to discuss that today astrologically and metaphysically. If you are having a situation in your life, that you feel is similar to the end of a long road of karma that you've been into, then perhaps you might want to share that with me on today's show. I'm going to share something personal with you last year. I had been coaching for the Department of Parks and Recreations for 12 years. And last year, I was very upset about the program at Mar Vista Park because the park directors there had arranged it that our kids, our two little teams that we had, would play against bigger, stronger, more professional kids, you know, uh, all-star teams from other parks. Hence some of the scores, 80 to nothing, 70 to to 25 to 0, 40 to nothing, 50 to nothing. After several games, I got a little upset, especially when they started carrying my kids off the field. We had a total of five injuries last year, which was more than we ever had in 11 years. I got upset about it, and every week I went and complained to the park director, the referees, the lady who directed the park, But no one did anything about it. Instead, they kept giving me more kids to lead to the slaughter. Well, it's another season, and I went over to Mar Vista Park to make sure that everything was okay with the program and got dismissed. I found out that I rocked the boat too much, that I'm too competitive, and that it wasn't fair for me to try to get the proper kids on the teams to make a stable league so there'd be some kind of fairness involved, much more than competition. When a team goes 2-10, and wins 2 and loses 10, there really isn't much competition, especially when the scores are so wild, but they decided they wanted to continue without Farley Malaris, hence this topic today, the end of karma, because I've been so dedicated to the children for so long, it was kind of sad that they would go ahead and do that, because all the kids were knocking on my door and calling the house, finding out when I was going to coach, and soon they'll find out I won't be coaching this year. But obviously, when things happen, they happen for a reason, and I don't believe there's anything bad in this world. I do believe that, in fact, we are all led down certain paths for a reason, And if things happen, they happen for a reason, and that things must always improve and get better. So now my schedule is opened up for the fall. My weekends are free. (laughs) No longer do I have to practice and coach twice a week. No longer do I have to worry about losing my Saturdays. I can now travel, go boating, relax, play basketball, or do whatever I want. But still, it was sad because I did like working with the children. And many times, what happens is that we are put in positions where we really are victims of circumstance, sometimes victims of bureaucracy, victims of corporations, just victims of power struggles or jealousy or politics in many situations. And eventually what happens is we come to the end of the road where whether we want to or not, we are totally removed 
from a life situation where no longer can we participate in that. And there's a couple ways you can approach this. You know, you can approach it very depressed and very sad. I am having a T-square on my 12th house Neptune. Now, when you have planets in the 12th house of any kind, that means that you have karma with the planet, and in focus you also have karma with enemies. I want you to know that the 12th house rules enemies, and if you have 12th house planets like I do under stress, then that means that you are subject to people who politically will try to manipulate your life or make choices to move you out, and you can designate these people as a true enemy from the past because you were their enemy in the past. Now they will certainly turn against you. Now, the 12th house is an extremely karmic house, and not all of you have planets in the 12th house. To find the 12th house, you would look on the clock face where the 10 would be to the 9, where the 10 is located on the clock face. If you look at any clock, 1 through 12, right, where the 10 is located, that's the 12th house cusp. And it goes all the way counterclockwise to where the 9 would be or where the ascendant is. Now, do you have any 12th house planets? Can you see? Yes or no? Okay. Whether you do or not, the question is, if you have any, are they afflicted with squares or oppositions? Whether you have any 12th house planets afflicted or not, we still have activity going on in the 12th house. Number two, where's the 12th house lord? You see, like, for example, if you're Libra rising like I am, then you'll have Virgo in the 12th house, and the planetary ruler of Virgo is Mercury. So that that planet Mercury would control and would actually reflect all activity that goes on in the 12th house. So if you do have an afflicted Mercury with squares or oppositions on it, then you do have karma with enemies. And you are subject to people coming against you, are turning against you, are manipulating you, are controlling you, are politically creating struggles or games that can affect your life's destiny. Also, number three, Do you have planets transiting your 12th house? I know at least the moon is there once a month, and the sun is there one month out of the year, and the other planets also may enter that 12th house, and this can also trigger enemy karma, our karma from people that will make decisions that will affect your destiny, and usually it means you being cut out of the situation. What's happening in my chart today is Mercury is in Libra, on my Neptune at 10 degrees Libra, Mars is retrograde at 10 Aries, exactly opposite that Neptune-Mercury conjunction. And Neptune itself is square my Neptune and T-square the Mars and also square the transiting Mercury. So I was definitely shown a problem there. You know what happened? They were supposed to have a discussion with me last year after the season to tell me I wouldn't be invited back. Even though the kids honored me at the banquet and I received all these gifts and letters from parents thanking me for my cooperation and contributions, they were supposed to let me know I wouldn't be there so I could find another position this year. They even led me on one month ago to convince me I still had the job. And then with one week left before tryouts, they decided to notify me, Farley, we're sorry we made a mistake. You're no longer wanted at this program. Now, obviously, these type of transits are heavy and they're important because there's a debt here that lies with me and this entire program and the people involved who manage the program and also the people involved who actually create the issues and the concepts and the doctrines that the kids must adhere to. Obviously, if they create another program against stronger teams in other parks, they could have more injuries. You know, in football, there are a lot of deaths in football every year. And a lot of times I like to coach football to try and protect the children and hopefully hope they're in a league where they won't get hurt or injured or perhaps even fatally injured because football can be a dangerous and aggressive sport, one that I have been interested in and participated in perhaps because of my gladiatorial warrior (laughs) legacy throughout past lives. But nonetheless, Farley Malaris will not be there to protect the children at Mar Vista Park this year. So God help them, and, and I hope they're led into the light 
one way or the other. But anyway, this occurrence has sort of sparked this topic. Because of these transits and because there is a 10-10 cardinal stress today, Mars 10 Aries, Mercury at 10 Libra, a lot of people are being hit with some shockers today. Let me tell you, a lot of people are saying goodbye to a lot of things. The chapters of life are being closed. I don't know if you're aware of this, but many of you are confronted with today in the last 48 hours from some of these heavy cardinal transits from saying goodbye to an important chapter in your life. Just like I'm now saying goodbye to this 12-year-old volunteer football program I have dedicated myself to and my bathroom wall is filled with 12 teams, 6 championship teams from that park, lots of fun, and now I have to say goodbye to it. And it's kind of sad, but that's life. You know, it's also the end of karma or the end of my participation in the karmic arena connected with the people at this park. And even though I'm a little angry with it all, I'm trying to bless it all and send it into the light. The question I have for you today is what's happening in your life, if anything, have you been put into a situation where someone no longer likes you or someone no longer wants you or someplace you work has notified you that you are not going to be there anymore or the roommate you're living with is going to be gone or a friend that you were close with your whole life you suddenly found out is not that close of a friend or you suddenly found out a truth about a parent or a relative or an associate that you didn't like and you decide you have to process. See, like the end of karma is a heavy transit. And when it happens, it usually happens in conjunction with a major conjunction transit, like that Mercury planet on my Neptune, connected with a major opposition transit at the same time. I want this clear. If there's a planet in your chart, anywhere in your chart, your Sun, your Moon, your Mercury, your Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, or rising sign, that is being conjuncted by one planet in the sky and then in an opposition also to another planet in the sky. In other words, it's receiving a double or triple whammy, which means a conjunction plus an opposition plus a T-square, which means one planet in your chart is receiving a square from another planet, an opposition from another planet, and a conjunction from a third planet, then you better believe that something in your life is coming to a close. Now, the tough part about life and also the fun part about knowing and understanding astrology is that we can identify endings. We can understand and recognize when karma comes to an end. Hey, buddy, the relationship is over. It's finished. History. This career is over. Farley, your connection and your experiences with Mar Vista Park is finished. (laughs) It's done. You know, it's happening. And, you know, this is not a typical astrological effect that I go over too often. You know, sometimes in your transit forecast, obviously if you find you're having a major planet or any planet in conjunction to a planet in the sky, same planet being opposed by a planet in the sky and or squared by a third planet, then you better believe that an ending is either on approach or you are being introduced to the possibilities of something coming to an end. I think the fun part, again, about being an astrologer and understanding this particular configuration astrologically, okay, is helpful because it allows us to understand the basic premise that in this third dimension, there are definitely beginnings and endings. Number two, that all things must pass in this dimension and do. Number three, that we finally must be able to confront, cooperate with, overcome, negotiate, and absolve this situation so it doesn't anchor us. Because the problem with some people is they walk around with this bag of junk that they carry on their shoulders lost loves that they're still after, lost relationships they're still angry with, problems with family they're still upset with, lost careers that they're still vengeful toward, right? Unsettled 
resident situations that they're still upset about. And frankly, if you are not allowed to center, remember the topic Friday, I am the center of the universe. If you are not allowed to center and to relax and then focus on that which is good by removing the interference and the distractions of the old stuff, the closed chapters and the endings you've just gone through, then how the heck are you supposed to have efficiency, progress, and productivity in your life? The purpose of this topic more than anything else is to teach you about focus. And you don't focus on trash. You don't focus on negativity. You don't focus on things and people and situations that are finished. The end of karma means that your session, your chapter, that this class that you have enrolled in, in a particular person, situation, or experience, is now finished. And you've learned what you've had to learn. It might take you a while to get over some of the anger or some of the vengeance or some of the hostility or frustration you might feel. But one day you'll be over it and you'll see somebody at that park and you'll say, hello, how you doing? And they'll say, oh, hi, Farley. And then it'll be settled. That's usually the way it works. When karma ends, many times there are negative, angry, hostile feelings. But eventually people get over that. And you find you respect these people later. You meet them, you see them, you have a confrontation sometimes months or years later, and it all seems smoothed out. It's very difficult sometimes to end all situations on a peaceful note, but eventually you are confronted with these people eventually, and you are allowed or given that opportunity to say, how you doing? It was fun, wasn't it? I hope you're okay now. See you later. And that's usually the way the end of karma is. So, you know, the point of this topic is to teach you that when you do have this transit, if any one of your planets is going through a conjunction, opposition, and or T-square, at least the two, at least the conjunction with the square, or most likely it's usually a conjunction with an opposition to that same planet. The opposition usually means that you've catalyzed people or one person in your life that eventually are karmic and eventually a situation that will be somehow extracted or removed or ended in your life to create this finish. And then what you are asked to do if you want to really be spiritual is focus on that in your life, which is good. So let's say your relationships aren't going well for a while. Let's say you've been battered and beat up emotionally and physically and mentally for a while. Forget about relationships. Some people are obsessed to relationships and love and sex like they are to drugs. Sometimes enough is enough. Enough crying, enough aggravation, enough yelling, enough screaming. Sometimes it's time to say, hey, I'm going to go celibate. I'm going to love myself. I'm going to forget about this stuff and I'm going to focus on something I need, like money or career or spirit. A lot of times, the reason why our lives are in such a disarray is because, number one, we don't recognize the end of karma. Number two, when we do recognize it, we don't let it go and process it. Number three, we're spread too thin in all these areas, most of which are not good for us. And number four, we don't know how to focus. And when you focus on things that you know are good in your life, my birds, they're fun. I focus on them. My computers, I'm having a good time with them. I focus on them. My career is wonderful. I focus on that. My spirit, my self-esteem, my meditation, I focus on that stuff. Learn the word focus. Learn to repeat that. I focus. And when you meditate, use that as a mantra. I focus. I am focusing. And learn how to zero in and center yourself in the universe and on things that are good for you. Don't focus on trash. If these people are meant to be yours, then let them be deserving of you because you are special. Don't sell yourself short and assume a weak or vulnerable position by chasing after anything that you sense has ended. A lot of us are stupid, and we don't recognize endings. We don't know it's over. 
Electric Light Orchestra has a song. I don't know if you ever heard ELO, but it's called It's Over, It's Over, It's All Over. And I love that song because it's true. Because once you recognize something is over and you embrace it, far out. That is soul evolution. Your awareness lifts, your soul evolves, you're more free, you're given the opportunity to focus on areas and things that are better for you. Isn't this a great topic? Inspired by the representatives and management of Marvista Park and Recreation. For those of you people that are interested in astrology and somehow find this show a little confusing because you haven't caught up with the jargon, I want you to know there's a guy in the control room with me, Eric Newcomb, didn't know a thing about astrology, been listening to the show a little over a year or so. This guy has been totally inspired. He is completely now an astrologer. He uses computers. He does charts. And there was a time when Eric listened to the show and didn't know what the hell I was talking about. Is that right, Eric? Yeah, that's right. You actually hit a point in your life where you listened and you thought, this is Greek to me. Oh, yeah, total uh, rebirth. But now I lecture and you're convinced that you know what I'm talking about now. Right. In fact, you teach too. So there's hope for our new listeners, right? Exactly. (laughs) Thanks, Eric. This is an important topic, and it, of course, makes me proud when my listeners who know nothing about astrology listen to the show for a while and actually make it a correspondence course class like Eric and many hundreds of thousands of people have done over the years, and they actually add astrology to their repertoire of knowledge and wisdom and power. Definitely is a powerful supplement to the spirit, to spiritual growth, to soul growth, and to overcome some of these anxieties and obsessions that the third dimension offers. You know, a lot of other things go on in life that are more critical. You know, there's different kinds of endings. There's a Saturn conjunction where you're having like a Saturn return conjunction, right? Where Saturn's on your Saturn, there's the conjunction. There's something in the sky also opposed your Saturn and also square. We call that a whammy of an ending. You know, like you can really have five or six things come down at once. And then people will say, oh, Saturn's your major lesson in life. And the guy goes, I know, I know. Another thing, you could be having a Uranus, opposition Uranus, like I'm also having right now when you turn 40, 41. And uh, you could be having a conjunction to your natal Uranus. And then Uranus oppose it. Hey, there's another big end. You could move to New Zealand during one of those, which is what I've been considering. Do they have football in New Zealand? But anyway, there's all kinds of different potentials as far as depth or magnification of the type of ending you're going to be having. See, Mercury happens to be a planet of teaching. And when I coached the kids, that was teaching for me. So Mercury conjunct my Neptune with a Mars opposition means the end of teaching for me, you know, in that area. It doesn't mean the end of teaching astrology because my career is not affected. It's just some people at the park that are political about who and what I stand for, whatever it is. But at the same time, what you can do is you can have fun zeroing in on what the conjunction to a certain planet is, what planet is involved in that conjunction. And a conjunction means that there's a planet in the sky sitting exactly on top of a planet in your chart. Like Mercury at 10 Libra is sitting right on my Neptune at 10 Libra. That's a conjunction. It's called an eclipse. And the opposition, of course, occurs when there's a planet in the sky exactly opposite that planet in your chart. And, of course, my 10 Libra is exactly opposite by 10 Aries, which happens to be where Mars is today. See, so that's the exact opposition and the exact conjunction. Notice it's a 10-10-10 configuration. That's when you really do feel the karma light up, or you really do feel a situation that has been a lesson that has been pulled away from you. And usually when those exact opposition conjunction occurs, Something is taken from you out of your control. And that's why it's time to say goodbye and to bid farewell, bon voyage, go on to the next step. Maybe I'll coach basketball somewhere else, go for that or something else. And usually 
we're being directed to do something else for our own well-being, for our own good. So, you know, just be aware of this stuff. If you are an astrology student, be aware that, of course, the depth and the power of these aspects is also intense. Mercury and Mars are quick-moving planets. This isn't something that's going to last for a long time. You could be having a Uranus, Neptune, or Pluto transit that could hang on and oppose a planet in your chart for months or even a year. And then you'll see your whole life go through a trend. You'll turn around and say, all my friends are different. The place I'm living is different. I'm in a different career I never imagined. Who are these people I'm dating? You know, Or I'm not dating anybody. So you can usually find things that will happen, and you can actually test the duration of this karma. And obviously some karmic situations are like holding on to a tiger by its tail. All you need to do is let go and run away, you know? It's just like, why do you love your own nightmares? When the nightmare says, get out, get out, you know? It's like Freddy and Nightmare on Elm Street Part 4. If he does invite you out of the house, run away. (laughs) You know, a lot of us do get invited out. Damon is a New Year's baby, 1941, cancer rising. I'm just laughing because after your topic... The question that I'm going to ask you is... (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you're laughing, because some people out there are crying today. Well, I'm trying to laugh. Anyway, I had a relationship with a young man uh, five months ago, and I called you. You gave me a very good reading. He had to leave town on an emergency, and now he's back in town. Should I pursue the relationship? (laughs) (laughs) Well, has this already been an ending for you? Uh, no, that's what I wanted to know. Okay, see, like my... No, there has not been, no, there has not been an ending. My my opinion is, if there's been a substantial ending of karma with any individual person or situation or group, then you should probably stay away from that group unless you're invited back. Now, if there hasn't been an ending, right? No, there has not. Then it's something that you should definitely pursue. You are shown relationships right now. Uh Uh-huh. And it's something that you should be very interested in, although I wouldn't dive feet first in. I wouldn't be too intense or impulsive about it. I might check some of the history of this person since they've been away from you. (laughs) You might want to get a track record on what's been going on, if you know what I mean. And uh, you need some protection in that area. But overall, you see, once karma is over and you are invited back to that same karmic situation, you're in a much stronger position at that point. I think people be foolish to go back and involve themselves in a karma that's already been closed, but yeah. people are stupid. You know, we're dumb. We go back. We, do, we say, yeah, I'll go back and coach at that park. And meanwhile, you'd probably be better off staying away. So I'd go in and just be cautious with it, okay? Be cautious with it. Okay, thanks, Damon. Thank Bye-bye. Keep laughing. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Nancy has a question about her little boy, a baby boy. Hi, Nance. Hi. I'm wondering how things look for him. We have an appointment this afternoon, and... I just kind of want a general forecast. and. Um, what kind of appointment? Well, with a talent agency. He's just a baby, right? I know. He's only a couple weeks old. No, he's a year old. Oh, he's a year old. He's almost 13 months. Can he talk? Yes. He's Aquarius rising. He must be very bright. Well, we think he's perfect. <laughs> Can you imagine looking at the career of a one-year-old? I know. I feel kind of silly. I think this kid's happening. I think he's going to get it. Really? Yeah, he's having a Saturn trying Venus, a Saturn. Uranus trine Venus, a Saturn trine Mars, a Uranus trine Mars, grand trines to his Jupiter and Aries. He's lit up to be a celebrity already. He just heard you. He just woke up from his nap. Well, tell him my name's Donald Duck, okay? (laughs) (laughs) If they offer him some sort of a contract, should we go with it? Well, hey, listen, it's up to you whether you want to put the kid through stress, but he looks like he's got a long career as a kid, so (laughs) he could be famous, you know? So he's got a wonderful chart. Good luck, okay? Thank you. Thanks very much. Bye-bye. Let's go to line number three and talk to, to Gloria Virgo, Sag Rising. 
Hi, Gloria. How are you? Okay. Very good. I'm going through ending, but I also, I really called for general scans. My first time calling. So you're related to the topic? Definitely. Okay. As a matter of fact, I'm in the process of writing a letter, ending something. Reminding ourselves to focus does help, though, doesn't it? Definitely, yes. And I appreciate this topic. It's perfect for me. Well, you know, I'm not asking you to go into an immediate process of this relationship, but you are shown a brand new one right on the horizon here, which means within 30 days. So, you know, this, and actually, some tips or some teases of the new relationship might be around you there. And I think part of the reason why you are being asked to let this one go is to prepare for the new one, which will probably be better for you. Right. Okay? Is that, like, related to career? Could be career relationships, sure. It looks like a new beginning. It's a Venus trying your Mars. It's very powerful, and it'll be happening in the next 30 days, okay? Yes, thank you. God bless you. Bye-bye. All right, let's go to Gwen on line number four, who is a happy Taurus Cancer Rising, I hope. Hi. Hi, hi. Are you a happy Taurus? Um, sometimes. At now, the moment, I'm not so happy. But <laughs> um, I have Cancer Rising, and I have Uranus, like two degrees Cancer, two, two three, two degrees, three-minute Cancer, uh, Uranus sitting on my ascendant. Yeah. The Uranus-Saturn opposition that's been going on, conjunction but opposition to my Uranus in... Sagittarius, can you tell me something about it and when things are going to change and, you know, it's a bit of a mess at the moment. Yeah, well, just wait. You know, like you're one of those people that's uh, being confronted with a lot of endings. See, when the descendant is a critical part of the chart, it's the part of the chart that is exactly opposite the rising sign. It's the seventh house cusp. And whenever planets go over that descendant, not only is a conjunction the descendant, but it's also an opposition to the ascendant. So we're talking about total rebirth. Total restructuring sometimes mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. And obviously, it's difficult for you to let go of, of some of the norms, some of the routines, some of the regimes that you've been used to. I have moon uh, one degree Libra, so that's... Yeah, you're being, you're being you're being whacked emotionally, mm-hmm. too. So there's obviously, whenever there's a square to the moon, you're being asked to emotionally process, which could mean therapy, crying, laughing, talking about it, getting it out in the open, and clearing it up. So Change is coming up, Anna. Yeah, you better believe it. If you don't adhere to these kind of changes, usually they're accompanied with too much pain. Yeah. So in a gestalt-type way, <laughs> we usually run away from the pain, you know? If we don't, then it's more uh, masochistic. No, they, have to, they have to occur. Yeah. Okay, thank you, Gwen. Thank you. God bless you. Uh, thanks, Chuck. Bye-bye. Okay, let's go to Diane, who is a Virgo with Leo Rising. Hi, Diane. Hi. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you for being there. No problem. Did Happy you... birthday to me. Well, happy birthday to you. (laughs) You don't belong in the zoo. You bet I do. You don't belong on planet Earth either. (laughs) I know. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Uh, I listen to you as much as I can. In fact, I've got, how can I start? I've got um, Leo Rising 9, you know that. Yeah. And I've got uh, Cancer 8 in the 12th house, which is wearing my Venus. And your Mars. And my Mars. Saturn. And your Neptune. Yeah, right. So you got some karma there with balance, yeah, huh? I'm doing a good job. Okay, so what's your mom is dying of brain cancer? I've accepted that. Mm-hmm. I've been uh, now I'm power of attorney. Yeah, this is my karma. I'm learning. Okay, I've accepted it, but I've also accepted the fact that my mom will not be here in a year or so. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's good. I'm trying to keep. That's why I listen to you all the time. This is great. This is karma. Let's breathe in through the nose <laughs> and out through the mouth. I hear you. Okay. I hear you. All right. And another good thing is coming is Monday. I am going to be uh, have a new job. Okay. So there's so many things going on that I, you know it's just 
it's just it looks all there, you know. Yeah, well, the career looks wonderful. All Leo risings and Virgo risings right now have Jupiter either near the midheaven or in the tenth house, and Jupiter in Gemini is triple trine all that Libra. So you're showing the best career of your life, and that's really where the focus should be. The focus should be on career to help overcome some of these other problems oh, that you're dealing I with. I agree. I agree. I'm so excited about this new career coming up. And computers, which I love anyway, Virgos and computers, you know that. Mm-hmm. But about this karma thing with the money deal, you know, and my mother putting me power of attorney, mm-hmm. I get help from the outside, you know. I yeah, well, that's part of the reason why you have power of attorney, because Jupiter trying your Venus now would put a lot of money responsibility in your hands for the next year. But I'm not worried about it. Mm-hmm. Not right now. Yeah. <laughs> I just, well, anyway. yeah, just, uh, you know, like, don't worry. Just no. go with the flow and make your choices as they come. Exactly. The, the biggest karma you have is Saturn and Cancer are worrying about it and uh, allowing any negative vibrations and to negate any power here. You're very right on that one. As you say, breathe in. In through the nose, the white light. Out through the mouth, the black light. Right. right. Anyway, okay. Thanks for talking with me. God bless you. I love you, and, and, I love and you. I'm, I'm sure. Send away for another package for my daughter. You know, once your mother passes on, she will evolve to her superhero status. So, I hope so. so rejoice. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. We'll go to Philip now. A Gemini Cancer rising. Hi, Philip. Yeah, Farley. Yo. Okay, uh, I think I might have gotten it wrong on the Cancer Rising. How do I know what my rising sign was? i got the chart in front of me, right? Where the 9 is on the clock face. Well, that's that straight line that goes across. At one side, at 3, it says 19 CP9, and then at the other side, it says 19 CN9. Okay, yeah, you're 19 Cancer Rising then. Okay. Basically, I've been doing a lot of reading because this year I had a psychic do me at the very beginning of the year at one of the studios, and she, more or less, I was walking away, and she says, I'll read you. And she read me, and she says, yeah, you're, you know, that died, that's over with and passed. So I was through a rough marriage. And plus, I'm trying to go forward in the studios. And I had another side could tell me, you're going to win the Academy Award. You're going to go forward with a lot of business. But uh, You are going to win the Academy Award, Philip. You're going to win the Academy Award, Philip. Just keep thinking that guy. It's amazing, uh, things that are happening. And then I've been introduced to some new books. I can't think of the girl's name, but it was here, the Here and Hereafter. And uh, the subject that's really been tingling me was the same thing that you said today was, you know, each life, sometimes a, a new life, we come so many times, but each time it's to clear up the karma from the last life or the whatever period, and you've got to realize when it's over. Right. And then you go forward. Well, it's taken me a long time to come around to that. Okay. So basically, I'm now coming on to all this, what you're talking about today was the karma and the different karmas that are coming up and realizing when it, when it is over. Okay. And so now with work, things are, you know, I'm, I'm at a construction level in the business, but I'm getting ready to move to a different level. I don't know how to see it clearly. Okay, this is what's going on. Right now, Mars is transiting your ninth house in Aries, right? It's retrograde at 10. Right. And right now, that's a good place because when any planet, a strong planet like Mars, is in your 10th house, it's conjunction your Jupiter. Your Jupiter is right there, actually, I would say, at 10, Aries. So Mars is sitting on your Jupiter, and Mercury's exactly opposed it. So you might actually be dealing with an ending today just like I am. Right. Are you? Yeah, I am. It's the feeling that's coming through me because of what my normal work schedule things are with the studios hasn't been steady. Okay. There's no fear here. I'll tell you why. Why? See, right now, Venus in Leo is going over your Pluto, and it's going to trine your Jupiter, and you are shown success here. You're having a Venus return, and Mars will go direct and cross into your midheaven, into your 10th house, and you are shown further fame, and you're having a six-month aspect. A lot of it now is planting seeds, affixing roots creating foundation, and you're being prepared for this special time when your self-esteem should be checked and your respect should be checked and personal behavior as far as not being self-destructive, being ready to perform, you're being groomed for that now. 
So I see it almost as a lock for you. And I say, you're going to get a surge in the next 30 days. You'll probably get a surge in December and January that will blow your mind. And I want you to call me when it hits. Well, you've been like a mentor for me for the last couple of years. I've called you a couple of times over the last three or four years. And everything has pretty well followed. When I was with Arsenio Hall in the Late Show, he was having a problem. He was being let go. And I told him, I said, Arsenio, you're going to get a multi-picture contract. It's going to happen any day now within 30 days. The Late Show let him go. He got a three-year contract with Paramount Pictures. You know, he already made Coming to America. He looked great. He's going to have his own show on Channel 13. So when it comes to show business, I hope I know my stuff, okay? I'm with you. Thanks, Phil. Thanks, sir. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, you know what? All things must pass. And I'm Farley Malaris, and you've been listening to yet another edition of Astrological Metaphysical Radio. Become a part of it. Wasn't it fun, Eric? Did you enjoy it? Oh, yeah, definitely. We'll see you real soon. Weekdays on KFOX, Redondo Beach, 93.5 at 12 noon. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.